final Game of Thrones discussion. The documentary came out a couple weeks ago about the making of the last season. So we'll talk a little bit about that, and then I guess our overall thoughts of the show, some of our favorite moments, and whatever comes up in the conversation. So we have all watched The Last Watch, yes. the, mm-hmm. their special two-hour documentary yeah. uh, about the final season. Did that change your perspective on the final season as a whole, watching them make it? I don't think so. Not really. I just thought it was really fascinating because I must have started this many years ago to, to prepare this whole mm-hmm. thing to show us over the years how everything changed. And I, I, there were several interesting characters I really liked in the in the making of mm-hmm. where they showed the guy who, for instance, uh, repeatedly played one of the Stark footmen yeah. over and over and over. I don't know how many times he died probably on the show. I don't know. I don't <laughs> even know sure. if he ever died, but he was just always... Yeah, he's always an extra, in, though. Yeah, yeah. just an extra in the yeah. background. And, and he really... Really loved his job. It's mm-hmm. like wow, you know, that's that's really awesome. I don't think he probably made much of a living doing it, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know if those if he's part of SAG, if he gets like a yeah. minimum, probably mm-hmm. gets paid more than we do, probably for standing in the background. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and then there was the head of snow guy. Yes, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. Because I liked him too. Because yeah. he kind of dropped the ball in the last episode. <laughs> There wasn't any snow. Oh, he did, but he did clarify that it was snow and not ash. Remember at the when the dragon popped up out of the snow? Oh, we thought, oh, oh was that snow. all ash on him? No, that was snow. So interesting. Yeah. So I thought it confirmed that a lot of people were working very hard oh, on making that show. Thousands. And the writers did them all in injustice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, but, definitely. But especially. man, seeing them build that city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially the. All the makeup, the, the makeup yeah. people, the husband oh, and wife, yeah. and, uh, yeah. and the wife talking about being away from her kid for so long. And it's yeah. just like, that is amazing. I was thinking about somebody like you, yeah. who is a parent. I mean, could you imagine going away from your kid mm-hmm. for that many years, committing yourself to this? I mean, right. leaving your child, she was young child, for like too, a I think. three month stretch or something. Yeah, yeah. Like three, three or stretch? seven months. Yeah. But, or something. Uh, months at it's least. A while. But, but she, she did this every year. She'd go away for time. I think it was her last season. I think she yeah. won the contract or something. But I still think that. You know, watching that, I'm just like, yeah, the writers just did all these people dirty. That's, because, like, they put that's rough. their heart and soul into it, and, and the writers were just like, hey, yeah. guys, look what we have. And everyone just like, huh? Mm-hmm. It was like everyone agreed to put their lives on hold for mm-hmm. this magical show, except the writers. Mm-hmm. Moving on. Yeah, the writers are moving on. The crew, I'm sure they'll find work, but the writers already have their next gig mm-hmm. in tow. I'm sure some of the actors do as well. They'll be in demand for a while, I'm sure, if they want to. Yeah. Um, the actors seemed genuinely nice, too, on the documentary. Yeah, um, Amelia Clark's always nice. I don't know yeah. if you ever watched some of her interviews, but she like, seems pretty genuine mm-hmm. whenever she's on TV. Kit Harrington seems kind of subdued, too, for the most part. Yeah, you know? he definitely doesn't enjoy the spotlight. Yeah. He doesn't have social media. No. He doesn't really do anything. I imagine. He seems kind of uncomfortable. How did he get that job. It? I wonder how he got. That it was his job. first job. Like, I think he was. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. How did he get it? He's he got, got the lucky. look. He's got yeah. the look. But I think okay. you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he never acts again. Yeah, I, I wouldn't like, either. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. he seems pretty content just living, living the life. He went into rehab after this. I heard just. Yeah. Day. yeah. I imagine that would be a big letdown. He like grew up, basically during the time of the show. He met his wife on how the old show. Is he? He's probably like 30. I think he's my age. Yeah. Um, 30-ish. I'm a little older than 30. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a smidge above 30. 
Um, yeah, that would be a hard. That would be a big letdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially even like all the other kids too, because he was more like a teenager when the show mm-hmm. started. But like Arya and Sansa were like children, and Bran, they were all children when the show started. So right. we watched them grow up as the show did, and like this is like their formative years. And I'm not sure yeah. how they feel about yeah the show. I mean, they can't say that it was bad or it was horrible because no. they'd never no. work again. No, so well, they have to be to... very. Uh, you know, choice words and stuff, but Jamie Lannister... Uh, well, they all had, had great outcomes for their characters, so yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just the final execution, how how it proceeded mm-hmm. is the what yeah. is, and whatever his, the question. Yeah. And whatever his name, Nikolai, Wal- the guy that Walden, oh, yeah. Walden, he played, yeah. he said some choice words that, like, he didn't agree with a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, he did? That, yeah, he came out saying, like, I don't, like, he didn't like the way that the showrunners withheld information for his character because mm-hmm. he could have acted the scenes differently differently if he knew yeah. where the end was because if he knew that he was going to end up going back to Cersei or something he would have been yeah, able to he could have been a little more hesitant mm-hmm. in the scenes with mm-hmm. yeah Brian. well the, the problem is all these type of things Star Wars is included I'm sure they're going to be re- re- keeping these security procedures they're all so terrified of Releasing information and spoiling mm-hmm. things—it's it's it's just. But the, all the episodes leaked anyway. Yeah, I don't yeah. think there is any foolproof. There's way. There's really no foolproof way unless, like, you get the people that do the CG to sign the same disclosure somebody's agreement. Gonna, as, somebody's going to leak it somewhere. Yeah, I, I just think they're too obsessed with that, and then. And I like think, you said, you read all the spoilers, and it didn't actually spoil anything. For no, me. I mean most Still of the stuff like they care. Yeah, most of the stuff like I think it makes sense, but it just didn't work for what they. The amount of episodes they had left. Yeah. Like, I always thought that Daenerys would die. Because I considered her more of a tragic hero than a villain. Mm-hmm. But they didn't really know what to do with her. Mm-hmm. And John going back with the wildlings makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I think Bran being king is sort of, you know, it's a curveball, but mm-hmm. it's something. Sansa being queen of the north, I think, makes sense. I like that one. Yeah. Arya. That was one of my favorite arcs. Actually. Going off. You know, she's always been like that weird character. I really never knew what she would do. Yeah. I, so I'm not like up against what happened. Mm-hmm. I just think that getting there, getting there, because she just had like whiplash along with like everything that's going on. She's like, I'm going to go, you know, get revenge for my family. I'm going to just not do this. I'm going to go back to the north. I'm going to go sail across the sea. It just two episodes. She's like a whole different character mm-hmm. from she was in the. But she did have her ultimate moment. Mm-hmm. Defeating the ultimate villain, really. The yeah. Night King, so. He wasn't on her list, though. <laughs> was he? No. Her list went away because, like, yeah. she was supposed to kill <laughs> the mountain, the hound, Jamie, Cersei. It was a long list. Like, after she killed uh, the Frey guy, like, that was it. Like, she didn't yeah. kill anybody from her list she didn't again. She on her list, yeah. That was pretty spectacular, too, killing off the Frey family. Yeah. Yeah. That was one of the better moments. It was. That was one of the most satisfying moments. I actually quit watching the the show right around the time of the Red Wedding because I was just like, there's no let up. And watching Arya get so close to being reunited with her mom and brother and then realizing that they... um, well, I think exactly. the Hound realized what was going on. Arya, I don't, Arya maybe knew, yeah. but the Hound was like, "This is uh, this is going, this is gone south. Yeah. Let's get out of here." But that was too much for me. It was too depressing, and so I stopped watching for a couple years. So then to see her kill Frey was very satisfying mm-hmm. for me. That was like a turnaround. Like, all right, maybe some good people are going to start winning here. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of the Red Wedding, that's sort of like the moment that everyone 
talks about when they talk about this show. Mm-hmm. It might be the penultimate episode and story arc on the whole mm-hmm. show that when yeah. it's still really, Especially really good writing Especially since a lot of the show's viewers didn't read the books. No, thank God. And it was like a surprise to them. I, as, as a non-reader, I had to say that was one of the most like, yeah. jaw-dropping moments in television mm-hmm. for me to just Have you ever watched, like there's like a, a bunch of YouTube video like montages of people filming their friends watching the Red Wedding. Yeah, videos. like the reaction yeah. videos are kind of funny. People like crying and swearing <laughs> and they're just like, what? Same thing with whatever Ned dying too. Right. That sort of set the tone for what was going to happen with this show. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Even maybe before that, because King Robert died early in, like, season episode five or six. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, well, this is interesting. But after the Red Wedding, it was, like, not well, that shocking to see your favorite Well, Joffrey died anymore. after the Red Wedding, too, which people... I think people don't think that of it as That one wasn't as much of a shocker, though. I don't think people don't yeah. think of it as a shock because no. everyone hated Joffrey. Yeah, everyone. So it was, like, a satisfying... I don't like, even know how that actor's going to get work. People hate him He's done so acting. He, he, yeah, he, acting. He retired. Him he and Ramsey... He may come, he may come like, back, but he, he wanted to go to college and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff, you know, so. But, yeah, I think people... We're happy that he died. Good so luck getting a date in college. They don't think about it. <laughs> they don't think about it as like a shocking moment. They're like, this is a satisfying moment. Yes. Yeah. Like Red Wedding just sort of came out of nowhere. Yes. And was like, oh. Was it out of nowhere? Were there clues? I think there's probably clues. There were clues telling us this was coming. I mean, there but... were clues because, you know, Rob broke his commitment to the phrase. And, yeah. And I guess yeah. it was one of those things. I don't know if we ever saw. That was like the first time we saw someone breaking... Like a oath or yeah. promise, and that's sort of how they do things in Westeros, I suppose. Yeah, we shouldn't have been completely shocked considering what they did to poor Ned in the first season. Yeah, there. yeah, but I think that's sort of like the strength of the writing is like to lull us in this slumber that mm-hmm. it's not. You think you know like everything's going. going to be okay? That doesn't happen a ton on TV anymore. That you think you know where it's going and it goes somewhere completely different just because mm-hmm. there's not that many. Yeah. Yeah. Things that haven't been done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, Absolutely. Game of Thrones probably started. Or but hopefully, it's a good trend, and maybe other writers, and other shows will yeah. pick this I up. I think they might. I think so, you know, Game of Thrones yeah. definitely started or reinvigorated like the genre fiction shows. I think a lot of shows before this, before Game of Thrones, were still pretty straightforward, like drama, comedy. Mm-hmm. Didn't really have any fantasy or sci-fi elements. A lot of those shows typically don't work out very well. Like, they'll get made, and then people will stop watching them. Game of Thrones sort of started this whole thing. I don't know if Stranger Things would have come out if Game of Thrones didn't sort of clear the way. And all this other stuff's coming out now. Like, I don't even actually can't know. don't even know. Like, Last Kingdom is another show. It's like Game of Thrones, but Vikings. Mm-hmm. And then Vikings <laughs> is another show that came out afterwards. So I think in Lord of the Rings TV show is coming out now. That, I'm, so, that, I think, is going to be really spectacular. Lord Considering of the, the amount of money TV? Yeah. They, are, they have a, the largest budget for any TV show, I think, ever. Wow. Yeah, they're doing More than Game of Thrones. More of the, I think it's, like, prehistory for yeah. Lord of the Rings, like, what they're trying to do. Yeah. Um, but that'll be interesting. Yeah. But I don't know if, it, like, I think That's Game of Thrones... Disney, Th- isn't it? Who's doing it? I don't think Disney. so. Amazon's doing it. Oh, okay. Yeah, Amazon, Amazon bought the rights. I think it was, like, they bought well, it. they got the money. Yeah, they bought the rights for like a billion dollars, uh-huh. and like they're probably going to make seven or some seasons, but they spent mm-hmm. a lot of money yeah. on that property. But yeah, I think Game of Thrones definitely cleared the path 
for a lot of the stuff that's happening now. Showed people that you don't need to be into fantasy or like mm-hmm. a fantasy nerd or a genre nerd to enjoy shows like that. Yeah, I think well, that's why I got that's into good. it. But. I think it'll, <laughs> but I don't. I was like dragons, yeah. no fans. Yeah, well, like, um, it's not my scene. I agree hundred percent because, yeah. of all things, my mother, she's almost you know, eighty something by <laughs> about now. She actually picked this up ten years ago when it started, and she, who doesn't like anything fantasy related, liked this show. Yeah, and she just wouldn't be the expected demographic for a show on right. fantasy involving some dragons and stuff like that. Of course, the first season, there was very little of that. You didn't really see it. It was just looked like a medieval kind of Yeah, kind I think of that's sort of why the show But it dragged so you in, and the writing mm-hmm. and the characters, and you know, yeah, I she think just that's sort loved of Tyrion. Why you know. that it worked, because like the the fantastical elements sort of came out after you were sort of already invested. Was, yeah, when there were no dragons. Right. There were dragons at the end of the first episode, sort of magic mm-hmm. slowly introduced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think it stayed rel- relatively real-world-ish. Yes. It, it was had, grounded. Yeah. Yeah. And they just yeah. had fantasy elements. It wasn't just a pure fantasy show where magic, you know, mages and stuff doing all this stuff. I mean, less than like Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. or something like but that. But hopefully yeah. it'll get people... That, just be more open to the ne- to the next thing, or more open even to mm-hmm. a book about mm-hmm. science fiction or fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think the best fantasies and science fictions just have like a slight fantasy or sci-fi element. It's rooted mm-hmm. in like real world stuff and just has like an interesting plot, lot like a technology or something to yeah. just have an interesting shift. Less than something like Star Wars, which is very heavily into all the. Yeah, Star Wars is definitely just out there fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's weird because it's like fantasy, but it's in like space. it is sci-fi. Right. It's just fantasy, mm-hmm. just with space instead of horses. There's nothing science fiction about Star Wars. No, at least I don't think there is. I was reading a an old Ray Bradbury interview about, uh, and it was like maybe in the '70s or something. He was interviewed, and they were asking him how he felt about like legit legitimizing science fiction and he just totally burned any other genre he was like name a problem that we're having in the world today that science fiction writers haven't already written about Mm -hmm. you can't do it Mm -hmm. and then he said every novel every great american novel i pick up is like some middle-aged man realizes he's gonna die and like tries to figure out if he should get a mistress or not (laughs) i was like oh burn right (laughs) ray burnberry Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, just I don't know. Like, I'm not sure if I'll watch Game of Thrones again. It seems like such a big, it's a big investment. Big investment well. to watch. Some, at some point in before I die, hopefully I will watch it at least one more time. Yeah, I think maybe after after the dust settles, maybe I'll watch it again. But having it be so close, no, like I'm not while. really that yeah. interested. It's a big but, investment, and obviously, like the new series are coming out down the road. I'm not sure how many mm-hmm. have been greenlit, but I know one of them's already filming. That's like the pre. That's like the Night oh, King, right? Pre Night King stuff. I have no idea, but taking place way before anything that's happened. Is uh, oh. Martin involved with that? Probably. It's probably why the sixth book hasn't come out yet because he's got HBO. He's got TV money now. Whatever comes out. Yeah. yeah, I think it would be a good show to rewatch. Like when you've had surgery or something, you're gonna be in for a while. Gonna be mm-hmm. down for a while. Just something to save for that. Yeah. yeah, but I think Game of Thrones also did a really interesting thing. I think they were one of the first shows to do like ten episodes a season, which I think has helped 
just TV in general and like creators because now they don't have to fill in just filler episodes to keep padding the episode length. Yeah. I think 10 episodes is a pretty good length for most shows. I think even a lot of shows now do like shorter episodes, like eight episodes some, like is like pretty common now for episode yeah. length. Streaming shows like are able though. to do that. Well, it helps with plot twists because... It keeps the writers from being especially lazy on most shows right. where they do filler episodes because they just like creatively exhausted and they can't come up mm-hmm. with anything original. It's like, oh boy, this is a stupid episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Since then, they don't have to contend with commercials or whatever, yeah. if they need 35 minutes to tell one week story and only 20 minutes to tell the next week, they could do that. <laughs> do you remember yeah. the final episode of Friends? Um, they had like a... Ross and Rachel got back together at the very yeah. end, but they mm. made the episode like four minutes longer mm. so that you would think that the episode was done and they weren't getting back together. And then mm-hmm. TiVo had like just been invented. So they and everybody off. that TiVo the show mm. was so mad because it like cut off before the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like, I don't know, friend, like, I don't know if a show like Friends will come out ever again. Well, like, I can tell you, it doesn't hold up. I've watched a couple episodes since. It's, yeah, it's I, very of, based I in think, the 90s. Yeah, I think a lot of comedies or just shows like that with the hum- the kind of humor they have are going to probably be like that. Well, and imagine if you, Sunny will probably hold up because they're just strange people. What, what? It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. It's, very, it's basically like <laughs> Seinfeld, but just a little bit more crude Yes. and everything. But I, I haven't watched Seinfeld in a while. I'm not sure if that holds up anymore. I I mean, I'm sure it probably some episodes probably will. Um, And that's the other thing is like, will Game of Thrones hold up? Like, will we look back at Game of Thrones after all this new stuff comes out and be like, man, that was pretty bad that we actually like, like you look back at like the old shows, you're like, Man, we actually used to watch stuff like that because it was just so poorly made, like well, that'll be poorly made, right. and like what the production values and all this stuff's gonna like TV's gonna look like oh my in gosh. the future. I can't imagine production value like being greater, greater but I'm sure yeah. it will. I mean, well, I mean, if the technology gets good, if right. you have like a whole green screen, you could make a set that looks immersive and doesn't yeah. really matter. That was another thing about the documentary: watching actors do some of their scenes in front of green screens. Mm-hmm. I felt like, oh, man, that'd be hard to get in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what happened. That's sort of what the problem was with the new Lord of the Rings movies, like the Hobbit movies. Like, the old, the original trilogy was all, like, they try to use CG as limited as possible, mm-hmm. and the new ones, they just, oh, all they technology. Just, yeah. Like, there was, a, there was, like, a behind-the-scenes footage of, like, Ian McKellen breaking down because he's, like, talking to a tennis ball. And he's like, like, I can't do it. This isn't acting. Yeah. So he just was like, uh, and I think, you know, the quality of those movies prove that an over-reliance on that stuff makes the final product not as good. Yeah. Um, But yeah, but also lazy writing is probably the worst offense probably you could have. It's worse than bad writing. Because mm-hmm. you know the talent's there, and they're just not using. Yeah, because like they wrote the Red Wedding episode. I mean, obviously they had the books to base it off of, but still adapting mm-hmm. source material to like a TV format is is difficult. And the, the way that they were able to capture the audience for mostly most of the time, like I would say, seasons one through four were definitely the best, but five and six were were okay. Mm-hmm. I think seven and eight were sort of 
rush together because they were like feel like they were done. I still yeah. think seven was not that bad. Eight was the only one I really was. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. Yeah. So. I took a class, a literary a class called Literary Dimensions of Film in College. It was my favorite class, and um, in the end, you had to either convert a chapter to a screenplay or convert a screenplay to the, a chapter of a book and it mm-hmm. was really interesting because you don't think of mm-hmm. adapting something for the screen as that difficult but mm-hmm. it's very difficult it's almost a rewrite yeah you have just the bare mm-hmm. bare bones yeah and screenplay writing is, is is the way that screenplays have to be written is like ridiculous you can't just be like Sansa says this it's like enters room, look this way, lighting yeah. this way, other character walks mm-hmm. in, scene, like, Sansa says something. It's like a different it, language. It's basically yeah. just, like, everyone, like, everything's on the page, like, how they should be reacting. Well, all stage directions. We're really looking fine. and everything. It's just really, just sort of difficult to write a screenplay mm-hmm. in the proper format, if you're not familiar with it. Did you guys watch the commercial, the preview after the documentary? Was it after the documentary? Or was it after the final episode of Game of Thrones for Westworld? Mm-mm. I think so. Yeah, I saw a part Yeah, of there it, was yeah. a preview that came on, and we were like, my husband and I watched Westworld, and we're like, well, what's this show? Uh, we thought it was a new show, because no, it's, it's all new characters. It's reformatted almost. And it's just, yeah. yeah. It's like so a reboot. I'll be interested to see where that yeah. goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, is there any, any particular moments of Game of Thrones that stand out still, besides the Red Wedding? I like then, the Battle of the Bastards, and I think that stands out to me because I hate action scenes. I don't like action movies if there's a war or like a car chase or a fist fight. It, it just bores me. It's been me. a while since I watched that, but it, it but, seemed well choreographed yes, for a battle it was scene. Beautiful. I think it was m- yeah. much better than the Battle of Winterfell or the Massacre at... Uh, Hardhome? At, which or uh, the Wall? No, at, at King's Landing. Oh, the Blackwater? The, yeah. The first, that was like the first No, that was a great battle, too. I'm saying the final oh. battle, King's Landing, where the dragon oh, just burned yeah. everything. Okay. Like, what wow, was the Battle yeah. of Blackwater? That was the one where Stannis and Davos were trying to take King's oh, Landing okay. from the sea. And Tyrion took him out with the, uh, the wildfire. Right. The wildfire, yeah. The Battle of the Bastards is the one where Jon was in the yeah. middle, right? That, that was, was just, claustrophobic that was, yeah. almost and the it way was he was. really beautiful, and there was such uh, emotion yes. because Rickon, yeah. right? Yeah, he died just before. Yeah. Yeah. And Ramsey was like so evil. You wanted him to die so much. You wanted John to succeed so much and be reunited. One thing reunited. they really did well, I think, with that also those type, especially those early battles. They really you didn't know if you didn't read the book and didn't mm-hmm. have spoilers telling you what was going to happen. You didn't know who was going to win, really. Yeah. You, I mean, I actually felt John could die here. I right. mean, this could. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be surprising on this show because yeah. they've shown us they'll kill off a major character mm-hmm. just like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was really, a, they, at least they maintained the suspense. I suppose I even felt that in the Battle of, of Winterfell against the Night King and even somewhat in when uh, Daenerys was burning down King's mm-hmm. Landing. Yeah. But, because uh, I, I remember sitting in my chair and I was just like tense. Yeah. Clenching my fists almost like, oh, God, what's mm-hmm. going to happen next? Though... Like I said, with King's Landing, though, by the end, I was like, oh, God, I'm sick of watching Let this up. dragon burn the city. It's like, okay, <laughs> we've gotten our point across, you know. Yeah. Obviously, you're not going to kill half the cast like we've been expecting all yeah. the whole series. Yeah. I mean, 
especially, I mean, Catherine's not here today, but I'm sure she would tell you. I'm just, coming into season eight, she kept saying, everybody's going to die. Everybody's going <laughs> to die. Mm-hmm. And they hardly killed anybody, yeah. really, if you think about it, other than minor characters. All the major characters that you loved yeah. are around. <laughs> yeah, most of them, man. It's like Daenerys was gone, Theon, and Jorah. Really, mm-hmm. like the three main. Well, and he, then. I don't remember, like, side I mean, characters. Cersei had to die. I mean, kind yeah, of. You're Cersei, just, Jamie. I mean, everybody's accepted that. And yeah. probably Jamie, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought Cersei's, so. um, what season was it when that preacher? Five. The, yeah. It was five. That was a, compe- that entire storyline was compelling to me because you got to see some of the humanity of Cersei. So yeah. the, the shame, mm-hmm. shame yeah. episode, that was. Or maybe that was six. I think that was like maybe, maybe the last episode of six. season six. It's hard for me to say favorite was about it the that. Last? It could have been the last. Battle of the Bastards she, is usually she like... She blew up the, 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 the church. The church. Oh, yeah. After so must, must have been season shame. five then. Season five. And, yeah. Season five, yeah. Her revenge. Yeah. Where she yeah. just kind of smirked as she blew them up. She, yeah. That was her practicing All looking, her enemies. That was just, her practicing looking out the window for the last season. <laughs> yeah. Which was, is just a waste of... Uh, her talent to just yeah. stand there and basically do nothing. For such an excellent actress, mm-hmm. yeah, that was kind of. She's a... good. I will look her up to see what she's, what else she's been in. Or oh, she's done a lot of movies. Yeah, and stuff. she really yeah. Because she, she was in the, the Sarah Chronicle. Sarah Chronicle, Chronicle, yeah, which, which I loved pretty, her in that. Pretty good. Yeah, she was great and in that show. Just a few movies. Um, well, it lasted one season, but. But yeah, yeah, the battle episodes were pretty good. They got better as they went along. I think I'm not sure what my favorite one is. I think Hard Home was pretty good. That was like really the only time we saw White Walker fight, as well. That was a great. And it was, that was a fantastic battle. And it was like, oh, this is cool. This is what we can expect later. And then oh, we never, yeah. and we never I, saw that I again. Expect, I said, if this is the opening battle, what are the future battles going to be mm-hmm. like? Big dark screen, apparently. Yeah, and like, there's never another White Walker. Never takes a sword <laughs> no. out and tries no, to fight John or exactly or Jorah or anything. Someone with a Valerian steel sword that oh. were like, oh, cool. They established a lot of stuff in that episode that they never really went back to. They're like, oh, well, these guys' ice swords will just shatter regular steel. Mm-hmm. And then John went to go fight. It's like, oh, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. And But then never again. They never had another battle yeah, with another White Walker. Back up. And that was a good episode because like, that's when you saw the Night King basically replenish his army from nothing to like, oh, I got more guys now. Yeah. yeah. So I think that was maybe one of the better... The that was that was a really battle for not but, being a huge battle. I mean, not as big as some of the other battles on the show. Yeah, that was and, uh, a lot of the ones at the wall too. I liked. I liked the one where uh, who was um, Tormund's chieftain boss, uh, Mance Raider. Mance Raider, where Their he was defeated. Yeah, that huge battle. Yeah, yeah that was good. the first battle. Of the wall was was good too, mm-hmm. and then the second one was. Oh, that was great too. You're they're right. all they're all pretty that. decent. Yeah, um, especially that one. I think one they only had three main characters build because mm-hmm. it was just John, I think Sam and uh, whatever her name was mm-hmm. Rose, whatever I forget what her name was on the show oh. the Egret yeah, Egret. yeah. yeah. And his, his real life wife yeah, his real life <laughs> wife yeah. Um, but yeah, like all those battle episodes were pretty good, yeah. I think they did a pretty good job on the battle episodes I think the um, the mountain and the viper fight I think people remember that one. Even though it was pretty very, well. very short. Yeah, it was like a. It looked so impressive for the moment you ten, watched Maybe it. like seven minute fight. You're like, oh, this seven? is. I think it was longer than we think. Uh, it seemed like awfully short. I think it seemed awfully short just because we know what happens. It's like, oh, no. I loved also the battle uh, back in uh, the arena where 
Danny was in danger oh, and fighting with the oh. dragons and as the assassins were all trying okay. to I mean the uprising in the city mm-hmm. there that was really good too I thought you know. mm-hmm. do you guys have favorite scenes that were not battles yeah <laughs> <laughs> um I like this I like almost any scene with Tywin because his that actor is awesome Tywin Lannister um, like I remember him, his first scene we got introduced when he's like uh, dressing the the stag, talking to yeah. Jamie. Yeah, that was good. Um, him and Arya talking at Heron Hall. That was a great one. That was a great yeah scene. Um, I wanted more of that. I wanted to have them meet again some point, mm-hmm. but you know. And then I can't think. Anything with Varys, like, pre-season six was always good. Like, him and Littlefinger sort of scheming. I liked Varys and Littlefinger scheming. And I think, you know, when they ran out of material, they they stopped caring about those characters, like... Mm -hmm. But I liked them scheming, playing behind the scenes. Uh, What else was good that's not a battle? Oh, I like Sansa killing Ramsay. It's not a battle, but leaving him to the dogs. Yeah. That was good, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um... In hindsight, I, I didn't appreciate it so much when I was originally watching it, but the whole arc between Jamie and Brienne really kind of thinking back. I think back fondly on that. Mm-hmm. That's that good. Thing. Like one of the better moments is like when they're in like the bathhouse and mm-hmm. Jamie's basically telling her that he killed the king because he wanted to save all the people, mm-hmm. which was negated when he said that he never cared about the people right. in the last episode he was in. Right. So it's just sort of. It's interesting. I don't know. Just sort of. I don't know if it takes away from that scene, knowing what happens. But like in the moment, it's like, yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. And like the reveal of Jon Snow being a Targaryen, even though like everyone basically knew, figured it out. But just like the that was the good. cut from the tower where the baby was to like him alive at the, the Night's Watch, or mm. and then with the music, mm-hmm. the score, you know. The score of the show is probably the best thing about the show now, I think. Just the yeah. music from season one to season eight. Yes, um, but what I'll, did you think about the music from the documentary? That was really strange, wasn't it? I don't even remember the music in the documentary. Mm-hmm. Oh. They probably did not get, have uh, Ramin Djawadi no. to do the uh, music for that. No, they didn't. Uh, or it was like left on the cutting room floor and he cut it for a reason. And they were like, well, we got no, this extra music. We no, don't want like to pay this guy to do some 1980s, stuff. 1980s, like... Cool changes music. <laughs> I felt. Anyway, but the score of the actual show was very good. Yeah, the score was really good. Um, yeah, just a really good... I think there's, like I said, I think there's still more moments of the show that are good than the shows that are bad, but I think just when it ends on such a sour note, it just sort of just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. You're just like, ugh, I just spent eight years watching that, and this is what you guys mm-hmm. give me for dessert. It's like, you guys had me up until dessert... And then you just threw some ice cream on a plate and was yeah. like, "Here you go." Well, like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna rewatch it. I hope someday, and then I'll see if I still have that same opinion mm-hmm. as, as what you say now. Maybe uh, maybe I'll it might be, be more a, fond about it later. It's on. possible, maybe. or maybe you'll just be really more fond of like the really good stuff and yeah, be well, like appreciate it when it yeah. was when the writers cared about the show yeah. and the actors were had material to play off of yeah. and stuff. I don't know. What are you guys going to watch next? I don't know. I know Good Omens just came out on Amazon, but I've never read the book, so maybe I'll wait for that. I'm watching You're the Worst right now on Hulu. Um, 
that's about it for now. I don't like I don't want to get too bogged down into too many shows at once because that's what that's when I just stop watching anything. I'm like, how many episodes of this do I have to watch? I'm watching this. I'm season two of this, season four of this, season five. Well, I don't even remember where I'm at. So just yeah. everything just sort of blends together. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that this happened. Oh, that was the other show. Mm. So I'm just trying to watch one show at a time right now. I'm sure you got you two will be talking about it in one of your next podcasts together, the regular podcast. Together, yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Now Anne will be coming back next week. Yeah, so. coming back on Monday. <laughs> yeah. So so that'll so be. So I'll be watching less TV because I'll be at work. <laughs> yeah. Um, has anybody ever watched uh, the the Game of Jones special? Have you seen it on YouTube or anything? Mm-hmm. It used to be part of the Seth Meyers uh, late night with Seth okay. Meyers. He got together with Leslie Jones from SNL. Oh, I, I have heard of it. Huge, huge fans of the show. Both of like them. A, oh, my sister follows her on Instagram and watched. Oh, it's, they are it's so like funny. Videos to watch. of yes, her watching watching it. Game of Thrones, and they are so funny to watch. And they're just, I just, I just have a, even if I'm not laughing, I'm just got a big grin on my face as I'm yeah. watching these two look at certain scenes and stuff like that. And my sister said she gets all the names wrong. Like she yeah, doesn't absolutely. know any of the characters. No, but she's, it's <laughs> so fun to watch. I would highly recommend it. I'll have to check go that to, out. Go to YouTube and watch Game of, Game of Jones. Yeah. If you're having withdrawal from Game yeah, of Thrones Yeah, Game talk. of Thrones, that's the, that's the yeah, show to watch. There's plenty of content out there for Game of Thrones if, you, if you're looking for it, even if it's not the actual show. There's been so many YouTube videos and stuff. I know there's like a, a channel that I've watched called Alt-Shift-X. He just analyzes everything, mm. and uh, it's pretty interesting if you're bored, looking mm. for some interesting lore and stuff, even though we know what happens, it's still interesting to see what this guy thought before he, the information came out. I like stuff like that. I mm-hmm. like to see what behind-the-scenes kind of stuff, or stuff that I didn't, I might have missed mm-hmm. while watching it, and there's like, oh, I didn't realize that was what yeah. was going on. You know, this ties into this and this and that, goes to that, and I'm like, oh, okay, I get you now. Yeah. So, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I don't regret watching the show, even after this last season. I still think it was some good times were had yeah, watching absolutely. the show, and to see all the people interact with it, you know, via friends and just random people on the internet, just like taking a hold of the show and turning it into what it became. Yeah, it's nice so, to share something with people. Everybody was watching it at mostly the same time. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. nice. You don't get that too much anymore. But yeah. I think I think my opinion of the show changes from day to day. It depends on if I'm in a good mood that day. <laughs> I want to think fondly of the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I guess I guess with that we'll we'll call it. Um, okay. So this will be the last Game of Thrones talk probably forever. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll look into doing some other shows that are worth podcasting for. I know Westworld's coming back. Yeah. That's probably a very good show to recap and discuss oh, impossible show to recap there's so much going on um but yeah they ever do a prequel for game of thrones yeah one of those yeah. Cool. stuff i mean stranger things is coming out too which is a little yeah. harder because everyone's gonna watch it the day it comes out and then it's gonna be in people's minds for a few days could and then be one of the go. next the next big cultural show i think, like it, I think it thrones, is pretty big it just know. i think with netflix's model mm-hmm. when they release everything at once it doesn't really stay Mm-hmm. on people's minds for a while I like maybe got like a week or two yeah. and then they're on to the next thing mm-hmm. but I don't know if it's advantageous for Netflix to release it one week at a time but that's I don't know like so many others do yeah but it'll be interesting but I'm excited for Stranger Things that's like next month start next month it's July, July isn't it yep, yeah. it's July 4th yeah. it com- comes out um, so that'll be interesting 
Lots of good stuff now. We're in a very we're in the golden age of TV. Yeah. Are you into Stranger Things? Mm-hmm. You do watch that. Yeah, we're actually trying to do a Stranger Things themed escape room. Hell yeah. So yeah. Uh, we have that going, and hopefully we can get that going for right around the release date and everything. So keep your eyes peeled for that, and then we will see you next time. It's all the truth I know in a coat of gold or a coat of red. Lion still has claws. Mine are long and sharp, my lord, as long and sharp as yours. And so he spoke, and so he spoke.